filtered through the mind of Christ. We surrender to you. Girls Gone Bible belongs to you. May we be your mouthpiece, your hands, and your feet to do your word, yeah. to spread the gospel. Heavenly Father, this is not about us. This is all about you. Anything we say comes through you, Jesus. We also hope this message reaches everyone in such a way that they build their friendships and find friendships in Jesus' name. In Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. All right. All right. Are we rolling? Are we good? Yeah. Hello, GGV fam. Happy Friday, you guys. <laughs> How okay. are you? We don't ever do an intro, so we have to start doing that. If you're new to Girls Gone Bible, my name is Angela. My name is Ari. And this is a podcast where we talk about Jesus and the Bible and life and all those things. And it's okay if you're not Christian. We encourage you to stay because we talk about a multitude of things. And I think that every episode could inspire you, even if you don't know what we're talking about. It's but. a uh, it's a Bible for degenerates, but truly. Jesus for degenerates, it really is. But today we're going to be talking about friendships. Um, I Friendships are the most important thing. Yeah, and we it's one of our most requested topics. Yeah. I think a lot of people see our friendship and, you know, not to toot our own horn, but some people are a little inspired by it <laughs> because we have the mo- a very genuine friendship and we love each other so much and Friendships, just like every other part of life, can be really difficult sometimes to navigate. Um, And we have so much to talk about, but today we're going to start, first of all, actually, Ari has a confession to make. What? (laughs) Wait, what? Can you you, um, update everyone where you are at with your ratnophobia? Oh, she, yeah, okay. Fear I didn't want to tell this story because it's actually really bad. Okay, then we don't have no, to no, tell no, it. No, 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 Okay, I just feel bad. I'm like, I just out my friend. No, this is bad, you guys. I'm on the highway, and my life has, consists now of when I'm in my house and in the car, I'm just looking everywhere if there's spiders. I've never seen so many in my life. You guys know I have such a phobia of them. Anyway, so, of course, I'm on the highway in traffic, and I look up, and what is crawling on my mirror? <laughs> this big spider. I have a complete panic attack. I cannot breathe. I call Angela. I'm like, I can't breathe. Help me. <laughs> and she's like, R, please. It's okay. It's okay. And I'm like, no. And then I felt it on my body. And I completely start going like this. And what happens? I crash into the car in front of me. When I heard her say, because at first, so she, we get on the phone and I mute it, right? Because I'm laughing because it's funny. I can't help it. I know. It's not it's funny, I'm Angela. sorry, Art. I'm sorry. I love you. I, I'm here for you for your phobia, but it's just so funny when you call me and there's nothing I can do for you. <laughs> she'll call me when I'm in Florida and she'll be screaming and I'm like, there's nothing I can do, but like, I'm here to give you support. So I mute it and I'm and I'm laughing because I'm like, ha, 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 O-R, her, you know, antics and, and and whatever and then when I hear oh my gosh I just crashed oh my gosh I just crashed I go you're kidding <laughs> you're actually joking right now the girl felt so bad for me she, I go I'm so sorry she knew I would feel bad for you too I would definitely not go through Can insurance you tell who wears the pants in our relationship we both wear the pants you really think yeah I w- why do I wear the pants you wear I want to p- wear the pants you at no we equally s- wear the pants you think so yeah I can't believe, so Ari brought some. so this is what a true edifying friendship looks like. Ari brought something to my attention yesterday, and I've been dwelling on it for about 24 hours. She told me that I 
that I'm sensitive and that like sometimes when she wants to confront me about something or like criticize me, she gets a little bit nervous. I have not stopped thinking about it for 24 hours because here's the thing. And it's a pride thing. And I remember I read a book, The Bait of Satan, and it talks all about pride. And I was like, oh, I don't have pride. I read the book and I'm like, I have so much pride. It's not even funny. I like when you first come to me, my ego will be like, there's no way. There's no way I got that wrong or there's no way I'm doing that wrong or whatever. And then but like I will like take in what you're saying and then I'll eventually you always come around. I do come around, but I need to work on like coming around in the moment. I just take such pride in being real with my friends. Like I have to be real and I never want my friends to feel uncomfortable and feel like they have to hide things from me when I'm being honest. But I think that's really important in a friendship is to be honest, you guys. And even today, so we're in the car and I pick her up this morning and I'm like, listen, I've been dwelling for a long time. Like, (laughs) do you really feel like I'm too sensitive and you can't tell? And she's like, it's not that I can't tell you. I'm just, sometimes I'm afraid. Like, I don't want you to think I'm judgy. And I literally go, I don't care if I get mad at you or if I yell at you or if I this, that, and the other, you better be honest with me regardless. I'm giving you permission regardless of my reaction. Yeah, you're so, what did I say to you? Oh yeah, I said you're too sensitive. Sensitive. Yeah. You're sensitive. All right. So today we're going to read one of the most beautiful stories on friendship in the Bible, and that is Ruth. So I love this story. I love Ruth. Um, this is in the Old Testament. And should we give a little background on what's yeah, going on? Why don't you why don't you um say what we were you were saying to me last night? Okay, so this story is about the friendship aspect of it is between Ruth and Naomi. Naomi is Ruth's mother-in-law. So there's Naomi and her husband, mm. and then they have two children. Their names are really hard to pronounce, and I didn't look it up, so I'm not going to try. But <laughs> they, they have two sons, and then the sons have wives, and that's Ruth and Orpah. Nothing was funnier than last night when Ari, Ari <laughs> called her it's Orpah, not or Oprah. We're in this with you guys. We're learning. And then I'm ca- I go, I can't believe her name was Oprah. <laughs> I know, and I and I look close and I'm like, yo, that's Orpah. Um, but so there was at the time a famine in Israel, and they were in the they were in Bethlehem, and there was no food, so they traveled to Moab. And Ruth and Orpah are both from Moab, Moabites and Israelites are not fans of each other. They don't like each other. They have different religion. Israelites believe in God, the one God, and then Moabites believe in multiple gods. And so they travel from Israel to Moab, and along the way, all three husbands die. Naomi's husband dies, and both of her sons die. And so they're left with three widows. And We'll take it up from there. And it's just, it's such a beautiful story about faithfulness, friendship, loyalty, yeah. being mm. there for people when they're down. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do Ruth chapter one um, and start out one. Verse one. Elimelech's family goes to Moab. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to dwell in the country of Moab, and he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech. The name of his wife was Naomi. And the names of the two sons were Milan and Chilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. 
And they went to the country of Moab and remained there. When Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left, and her two sons, now they took wives of the women of Moab. The name of one was Orpah, and the name of the other was Ruth. And they dwelt there about ten years. Then both Milan and Chilean also died, so the women survived her two sons mm-hmm. and her husband. Talk about grief for Naomi. Naomi returns with Ruth. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had visited his people by giving them bread. Therefore she went out from the place where she was, and her two daughters-in-law were with her. And they went on the way to return to the land of Judah. And Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each of her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you guys, as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find rest, each in the house of her husband. In this context, what that means when she says, the Lord grant that you may find rest, rest is referred to the security that's found in marriage. Mm -hmm. So she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. And they said to her, surely we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, Turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Are there still sons in my womb that, that they may be your husbands? Turn back, my daughters. Go, for I am too old to have a husband. Mm. If I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband tonight and I should also bear sons, would you wait for them till they were grown? Would you restrain yourselves from having husbands? No, my daughters, for it grieves me very much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Then they lifted up their voices and wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. And she said, Look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. For for wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And where there and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also if anything but death parts you and me. Wherever you go, I will go. Beautiful. So this, We're stopping there, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this this passage right here um, at Ruth 1, verses 16 and 17, entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from following after you. Wherever you go, mm. I will go. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. So Orpah not only left the, her mother-in-law and the people and all of that, she also left God because mm. she went to return to Moab where they worship gods that are not the true god um and homegirl ruth really not only was she loyal to her mother-in-law not only was she loyal to her husband that has passed now she's loyal to god and i just think that we'll talk about loyalty we'll talk about everything but i don't know it's probably in the top five most important things in life and characteristics to have is loyalty absolutely i mean yeah that's probably the for me, I mean, where I'm from, like, that's the number one thing mm-hmm. is loyalty. That's what I value so much in you and I's friendship is I can count on you to be so loyal. Like, you are so loyal to a fault. I just, it's, it's for me, the number one loyalty. Are you going to be a loyal, 
you know. Yeah, can I trust that if my name is brought up in a room where I'm not there, are you going to handle it to where I don't even need to defend myself? Are you going to do the right thing when no one's watching and have my back? You know what I mean? You know, in Ruth chapter 2, we wanted to read this as well because it's a really, it's when Ruth meets her future husband, Boaz, Mm -hmm. who is of, Boaz is a relative of Naomi's husband's family, right? So he's like a distant relative. They know each other. Naomi, uh, Ruth goes into the field where Boaz is and she kind of like almost presents herself to be seen by him. And this is what he says to her. It's Ruth chapter 2 verse 10. So she, uh, Ruth, fell on her face and bowed down to the ground and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me since I am a foreigner? And Boaz answered and said to her, It has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband and how you have left your father and your mother and the land of your birth and have come to a people whom you did not know before. The Lord repay your work and a full reward be given to you by the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings you have come for refuge. I love that. And then and then Angela and I were reading and we, we read down and it explains, Boaz explained that he favored Ruth because she had shown loyal love to her mother-in-law, Naomi. He, he then gave her a blessing, asking that God would be abundantly reward to Ruth in a remarkable way. And it's true when you show loyal love. The other thing I love about Ruth, too, is that she was a servant. And I think that's really important also, even in friendships, is to serve, yeah. to, to, to be a servant. And had she not been a servant, you know, um, her destiny, I don't think, would have came true. Like, she, she, Boaz saw how much she served, and that's why she was so rewarded. Yeah. Which is so beautiful. I just think it's really important important to be at service to others a hundred percent and a lot of people have such egos like I don't want to do that I don't I don't want to I don't want to serve David called himself a servant over over and over again Daniel found favor in the eyes of the kingdom because he was a servant Jesus said I didn't come to be served I came to serve yeah you know a hundred percent it's God really really rewards loyalty I think it's a really high character trait to have. It's the most important when you if you're loyal to nothing, you'll fall for everything. I mean, it's just like very basic, but it's really it's lost on a lot of people. Mm -hmm. You can't just be loyal to something or somebody because it benefits you in the moment. And then when it's no longer benefiting you, you know, your loyalty will lie elsewhere. Yeah. I, I know, like, I come from a family and a culture where the truth is we have blind loyalty. We're loyal whether you're right or you're wrong, whether you're up or you're down. And, you know, sometimes having that type of loyalty can put you out in a way, but I don't care. I would rather be like that. Me too. I mean, Ruth really pledges that no matter what kind of love to Naomi, and that's why I loved this story so much because I feel like that's our friendship. We have oh my gosh. that no matter what kind of love, no matter what you're going through, no matter what, I'll be right there for yeah. you to pick up the pieces. You, you know what I love? You know what the <laughs> my favorite thing about this story? Because it really does remind me of our friendship because Ruth and Naomi, their like true bond was bred in the midst of grief. 
and like strong grief, profound grief. And when one was weak, the other one had to be strong. And you and I, that's what that, we are built on. Mm-hmm. Like one day I give 80, you can give 20. The next day you give 90, I can only give 10. Oh, yeah, that's what's so beautiful about our friendship. I love it. Truly. And I don't know if, you know, I love this story, but I don't know if anyone knows about me and Ari's the beginning of our friendship, I'll just say it very quickly, we became friends in a time where we were going through so much in our personal lives. We were both, you know, having a lot of issues, both sad, both swore off men. We were both like, we... We need to we need to get right. We need to get our heads right. And then we dove into the Bible together. We watched the Chosen series every night together. We read the Bible every morning. We had sleepovers upon sleepovers. And we got so close to God together. Little did we know it's because of this. Like, we had no idea what he was planning. But you know what I love about our friendship, too? We mm-hmm. always hold each other accountable for God. Yeah. You know, if we're not diving into the word you'll be like did you read the bible today come on we need to sit down we need to have jesus time in the morning and that to me i've never experienced that in a friendship yeah and i think that's what makes our friendship so beautiful is that we really like the way we love god together Mm -hmm. i just he just knew he just i will look at you sometimes and i'll be like Jesus knew exactly what he was doing. I mean, it's so true. It's people, people. I went to go get a facial the other day by the same girl Ari referred me. I go and get the facial. She goes, are you guys the same person? She goes, you guys are the same person. We are it's, so it's, similar. It's, it's crazy. insane. But that no matter what love Jesus offers. Yeah. And we get a lot of questions like, how do I find friendships like yours? Like, how do I, how do I find that? Where do I find that? In the church. Yeah. Just praying on it, being open, saying yes to everything. Yeah. I really, when, I always grew up with, I've had my friends since I was a kid, so I've always had a really big group of girlfriends. But I really needed new friendships um, during the time where I was going through a lot and then when I had met you I feel like typically I just be like oh yeah she's nice but I don't really make an effort because yeah. I already have my friend group yeah but I feel like with you I really with it with each other like we put in effort like I kept saying yes to things and yeah. I I said hey why don't you come and we'll hang out and I kept we kept texting each other so I think saying yes to things and really putting in effort and and really praying on what kind of friends you are god wants nothing more than for us to have beautiful friendships and so um just ask them absolutely ask them i um i have here let's go over how we keep our friendship strong yeah um I would start with saying we have incredible communication. I know I started off today saying that sometimes I, you know, might be sensitive, but I will say people, when we started Girls Gone Bible, we had so many people tell us, you know, be careful, being best friends, doing business, blah, blah, whatever. I tell every single person, there's nobody that I worry about less than Ari and I because our line of communication is so open. I could tell you anything. Like I could literally at at any moment, if something bothers me or I don't like something or something feels weird, I have no issue coming to you because I know 
that you are the best person I've ever met. And like, you have literally zero malicious intent that anything that I say to you, you're immediately like, I would never want you to feel that way. I yeah. love you. We're, you know what I mean? Yeah. We love each other in the most genuine way that we're able to have that communication. Yeah. I've always said about you and I, zero ego. Zero right? ego. You cannot have ego. I, I spoke about this in the last one, but I really, I always say, okay, I, I actually love criticism. A lot of people can't take it. I love it. I want you to tell me how it is so I can fix it. And I think that's one thing we can all learn from is like really if, if someone's telling you how they feel, listen to them. Yeah. And, and let's try to work through it together. I mean, friendships are a lot like relationships, don't oh, you yeah. think? Absol yeah. They are relationships minus the romantic and in intimate <laughs> aspect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you have to work out friendships the way that you work out relationships. Yeah. Another thing, I, oh, um, speaking life into each other. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that speaking life and accepting goes hand in hand. I the one thing that you really do for me is you speak life into me. We do it to each you other. You do the like, same to me. We're just always, it's like when I when I can't even get out of bed, like you, she will literally be there to like take me and, and pull me out Yeah. and speak life into me and, and, and praying over each other, praying for yeah. each other. That's a huge one. That, I mean, uh, keeping our friendships centered in God is mm. massive. Like, praying for each other keeps us so close and healthy. I will say that, like, you speak so much life into me. And I just, I know, and I, I can tell, too, because I can tell the way you are about other people is an indication in, in how you are with me mm -hmm. behind my back and behind closed doors. Like, for example, you had something recently where you, there's somebody that you are no longer speaking to, whatever. Something good happened to this person. And, you know, anybody else may have maybe not been upset about the good thing, but at least not been genuinely happy. Seeing your face and the genuine happiness that you had for another person who did not deserve you to be happy for them, I, in that moment, was like, this is like truly somebody who needs to be protected at all costs. Yeah, write down the name. Let me see what you're talking about. yours I what's I you, what is that <laughs> I don't know what that says ginger <laughs> oh yeah okay yeah. Okay, okay, okay anyways can I give you a compliment <laughs> no seriously I <laughs> what what is it what is it just say it. we can cut it out we don't need to write notes no. Okay, so. Yes, yes, okay, yes. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, no. But you really are. I, I see the way that you act with other people. And we can get on a whole thing about jealousy and competitiveness because nothing will ruin friendships more than jealousy and competitiveness. Yeah, and on the topic of that, I'll, I'll just say something about you. No, um, what I always look for in friendships, right, is like if 
you're in a group of friends and then say it's me and Angela and a couple of uh, and other girls and then they leave is Angela going to start talk if Angela starts talking about them right when they leave I'm going to be like, well, what do you say about me when I leave? Mm -hmm. You have to be very careful with those kind of people. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? Thank you for bringing that up. Because gossip is a huge thing that we need to talk God about. Hates God, it. God hates it. Yeah, we'll get into gossip. it. gossip. Yeah, I will say that Ari and I spend our time, and I really mean this, it doesn't mean that we have never talked about anyone. Of course we have. When something is relevant to our lives, when something is a big deal, when something matters, but I can honestly say in the whole time we've been friends, you will have never caught us sitting there like bagging on never. somebody, talking bad about someone, making fun of them. We just don't do that. We don't spend our time talking about people. And even because sometimes you can get caught up in the gossip of the media too yeah and like sometimes i'll catch myself like hey did you see what happened to her and i'll tell you especially since i've gotten so close to god it makes me feel sick like i'll actually dwell about it i'll be like what what like who am i why did i just do that that's conviction mm -hmm. and that's god being like that's not that's not right. Yeah, I it mean, doesn't feel good. You yeah. think it feels good. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. So none of us are perfect. We yeah. all have those moments of like we catch ourselves, but be really aware of it because it's it's not good. Yeah. It doesn't feel good. God wouldn't want that for us. And just remember, we, we're all go. That's another thing. We're all going through something. So that's another big thing with me and friendships. And it's why I love you so much because... I could be going through such so much so many weird things, bad times. You will never leave my side for that. Yeah. That's a huge one. Like facing the storm with someone instead of walking out on them. Yeah. You know, and I just yeah, I think that's a big one. And a lot of times when people aren't right in the head, they're not going to treat you right. And so I've had I mean, I've had the same friends since I was like five years old. We've been through everything together. My friends have gone through grief, through pregnancy. And there are times where they where they're just not themselves. They don't know how to treat me. I don't talk to them for weeks. And then we'll pick back up like nothing. Yeah. Those are your soul sisters. And that's why, like, we got a lot of questions saying, well, what if, what if, like, they're not being right or they're not, I don't know what you guys are going through, but all I'm saying is nobody's going to be right all the time. Yeah. I've gone through things where I've lashed out. I haven't been myself. I, I couldn't be there for someone. Yeah. And I just think that the friends that still stick by your side through that, hold on to them. Mm -hmm. They're the mm -hmm. special ones. And they're the... I believe, like, friends are angels. They're treasures. Yeah. People that stick by you through those times, it's so important. Yeah. I, I like what you said about how sometimes you weren't there for people or if you weren't right. And I think we need to because, of course, you want to look for someone who's going to be there for you through everything, right? And then I also think we need to manage our expectations on people because the truth is life happens and people go through things and they can't be there for you the way that you might need them yeah. to. And that's why it's good to have different people for different things. And you can't just expect everybody to be everything for you, you know? Absolutely. You you have to accept people for the way they are. And yeah. just like Angela said, yeah, there's we have friends for different reasons. And we just have to accept that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my, my best friend, she lives in New York. She is on her second baby. There is nothing she wouldn't do for me. She is the greatest friend. She has 
just stood by my side through every single thing in my life. And we don't talk every day. She can't really fully be there for me. She's got a family now. She's got kids. But I know that no matter what, she will be right there for me. And we will pick back up like nothing. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's another thing, too, because a a lot of people wrote in saying, what do you do when people change? And this is the problem, because we are going to talk about when it's time to walk away from a friendship. But there's something about like a lot of the time relationships, for example, will end because we are constantly changing and evolving. And then you we are going to grow into different people constantly. And sometimes in relationships, you think like, oh, they've changed. And so, you know, we don't mesh together. That's why you have to grow together to have really great friendships. You have to be okay with your friend changing constantly and you have to re-become friends with the new versions of them it's, the same, it's i know it's the same thing with with relationships 100%. like they go so hand in hand they do because it is a relationship and that's why i'm just like yeah if they're your real friends i have you guys like i have hit the jackpot I, there's a lot of things in my life that didn't go so well but When it comes to my friends, I've literally hit the jackpot. I mean, they truly are my sisters. I have my friends from back home that stuck by me all the years that I've lived in L.A. Like, they're my sisters. And I'm I'm telling you, like, they're your real friends. They'll never leave your side. You are the best friend, R. You are the best best friend. friend. And I will say, like, there's been times since being friends where I've gone through some things I you know those times in your life that you would just describe as being shaky like just being rocky like things are going weird and you don't know what's going on and you feel a little lost and a little anxious like every time I have a moment like that I'm not even kidding I always think to myself like at least I have Ari I'm always like, like, at least like, I don't know what's happening, but I know I have Ari and it gives me like a sense of security that like you can't like money can't buy something like that. You know what I mean? Because like that's what you need in life. You need support. You need you need that security. And like Jesus is that security. But I'm telling you, when the going gets tough, like you are. I know I have Ari, so I know I'm going to be good. I I love you so much. I I know that it's so repetitive again, like I always say this, but man, I, you saved my life. You saved mine. No, you truly saved my life. I'm not kidding. You have saved my life. Like you have given me like, if, if nothing else in my life, like thank God for you. I know we just talked about like praying over each other and stuff, but like I said, I've never had someone like you to like I think what's cured so much of my my anxiety and things like that is like when I'm in a moment of crisis you literally will be like okay let's sit down and you'll take my hands and you will just pray over me and I've never had anything like that and that's why we encourage you guys like really dive into the word and really just get into it because when you are in these tough situations with friends or just and you have people that can literally sit with you and pray over you and pray with you and pray for you yeah it is truly the most beautiful thing truly i mean when i see you doing that for me i'm like thank you god like i knew exactly what you were doing mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I think, yeah, you need to be a friend who other people can rely on. Like, for example, I have... Reliability. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that one up. I have a lot... And and people ask, what do you do when you have friends who aren't, you know, close to Jesus or they're not, you know, they're more of, like, worldly friends and whatever. We have many, many worldly friends. We came from the world. We still got friends in the world. Thank you, Jesus, because we want to have friends in every area of life. Um, That's how you spread the gospel. But there are people in my life who will call me, and they're my friends. They're not in my close, close circle, but they are my friends. Um, and they call me, and I know that these these people can't do anything for me, right? Like, they can't pour into me. They can't really give me advice because I probably wouldn't, you know, necessarily take their advice. But I know that my purpose in, in being in their life is to edify them and to help and to mm-hmm. bring them to closer to Jesus mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And you kind of just have to differentiate the relationships in your life and see what purpose each friendship serves mm. and what you serve for them. Like if I need someone to talk to or to call or to be with, I'm going to call Ari, right? If I need advice, I'm going to call Ari because I know she's going to give me sound biblical good advice. Mm. I'm not going to necessarily call my friends who I don't fully trust their judgment, but you don't have to like exile people just because they're not close to Jesus. I actually encourage you to keep those people close, not to the point where they're negatively affecting you and bringing you down, but to the to the point where you can inspire them. I agree right? with you on that. Yeah, um, we got that question a lot. Like, do I stay friends with people that are non-Christians? I'm so deep into my walk, into my values and my faith that you couldn't bring me away from that because, you know, you really are the five people who you hang out with. You are like them the most. But Mm -hmm. if you are so grounded in your values, it's okay. I mean, I really do have friends from all walks, too. Yeah. But that was perfect what you said. You know, I'm obviously not going to call them for advice. I'll call you. But... I think having friends of all walks that we can share the gospel with and bring people to, I mean, that, that you're right. That's a purpose. That is our purpose. Yes. And, and I just think that you need to be, you need to like be aware of where you are in your faith. Cause like you said, you're so strong in your faith that you can go into the world. I'm not worried about you. Like I, I would be comfortable with you going in any environment ever and not compromising your values. Cause that's where you are. Someone who's maybe a bit newer. Yes. I was. Yes. Maybe they need to be more careful. Yes. So you just need to be aware of where you are. I know everybody gets influenced actually. No, you can't say I, I'm not going to get influenced cause everybody will. You spend enough time in a place. Oh, absolutely. Right? Oh, 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 mm. oh. Talk about reliability. Wow. So there, we have a story, and we're going to throw oh. a clip on the thing. <laughs> but we have a story of one time. How do we explain this? So, okay, let me set the scene. Okay, so Angela and I had dinner plans. And she's always right there. Okay, I'll be there to pick you up. So I get ready, and I'm sitting there, and I'm waiting for her. I'm doing my makeup. Oh, she's probably a little late. So then I call her. 20 minutes goes by. Well, her phone's off. I'm like, wait, what's going on? I go, she must be on do not, I don't know. Why isn't her phone off? So I'm sitting there. 30 minutes go by. An hour goes by. Now I'm pacing. I'm like, where is she? Okay, she come in? Why isn't she answered? So then an hour and 30 goes by. Now I think she's dead. 
<laughs> I can't believe it. I didn't. I had these crazy thoughts that you got stolen. You're dead. <laughs> so I'm like, what? Like, what's going on? So then I black out and call your mom. My mother. My poor mother. She's all the Albanian way in Florida. Mother, who is the cutest, funniest woman you will ever meet. She's so cute, but that girl will think the absolute worst. You tell her I can't find Angela. Angela's dead. That's where it goes. Like you can't you can't scare my mom. Okay. <laughs> I shouldn't have called her. It was the biggest mistake. <laughs> so I call, I go, Mom. I go, I don't want to freak you out or anything, but it's been over an hour and Angela hasn't answered. I was like, do you have you talked to her? She goes, Oh my lord. <laughs> she's like, she's like, oh my, I knew it. I had a feeling. I had a feeling you need to go there right now. I go, okay, okay, it's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna head there right now. She goes, so I get in the car. She's calling me over and over again. How could she you? She goes like this. She says to me, she goes, listen, Ariel, if you get there and you see the body, just leave it. <laughs> body to leave my it. dead body I go, I go I go her like her dead her dead her like her remains she goes yes just just leave it and get out okay and I'm so I'm sitting I'm sitting at the red light I see an ambulance my head is spinning I get to your house I have sweat pouring down my face when I'm upset my Boston accent is, I sound like a different person, you guys. I'm not even kidding. I did not even know she had a door dash camera, whatever it is. Door dash? What, it was, what, it, what is it? Door? door dash is like Postmates. No. First of all. What is it called? The ring camera. Oh, the ring camera. <laughs> All right, so she comes knocking on my door like crazy. And I'm just like, I was in a conversation, basically. I was in a conversation, couldn't leave, but my phone died. And then I, I just hear banging on the door. I run downstairs and play the clip. This is what I see. Yeah, I thought you were dead. I hate you. Oh my god. I'm gonna oh. kill you. What happened? Your phone's been off for almost two hours. Don't ever do that. <laughs> Alright, yeah. I like I I thought you were dead. I thought you were dead. I in that moment go, you received the best friend of the year award for this. It was so cute. You know the thoughts that were going through my Why'd head. Why'd you call my mom? Because she I didn't need that. You were dead. <laughs> I thought you were dead. And you you were gone. I'm out too. And I'm, so I ain't staying in this crazy world without you. You know what? Oh, okay. You know what being a good friend is? Mm. Being a good friend is somebody that we touched on it a little bit, but like speaking life, being supportive, being honest while being supportive. But I think you, when you have genuine intentions in a friendship, people feel that, you know? We have both been in situations where we've had to end friendships based on the other person kind of getting a little weird. There's a lot of stories, especially with women, where there is the thing of being like a low-key hater, where you have a friend that all of a sudden maybe starts putting you down a little bit, maybe doesn't have the right intentions, 
maybe you can tell they've they've started to develop a little bit of competitiveness with you. How like what do you do? What do you do in that situation? It's tough because I think when people act like that, it's it's really really within themselves. They're going through a deep pain within themselves. Of course. And I give them grace because people don't feel good inside and sometimes you don't act like yourself and it doesn't mean they're bad people it just means that they're hurting yeah they're hurting in some sort of way and sometimes you don't even know why you're hurting you're just it it turns into anger and then it comes out as jealousy and hate towards the other people yeah um and I've I've been in this situation and I really try to stick with them because I take pride in just sticking by people because I've had friends that stuck by me when I wasn't right. Yeah. And I just think it's so circumstantial. I mean, if you're if you're in a place where they're really being so judgmental and they're not speaking life into you and they're putting you down and it's just taking away from your life because you have to be very careful mm-hmm. with with people yeah. like if you're around someone and they're making you feel so down and yeah. out it's gonna affect your life it's gonna affect your career it's gonna affect everything it's gonna destroy your confidence it's gonna hurt your confidence and then you're not gonna be able to be your best self yeah and so i'm a big advocate if someone isn't I have really learned boundaries this past year. <laughs> like, I was just about to mention boundaries. Yeah, like I've had to really learn boundaries and, and not because I'm one of those people that I'm like, nope, got to stick by them, got to be loyal. And it's really hurt me. Yeah. So now I'm like, if you're going to if you're going to act like this and you're not going to be good to me, well, then I have to let you go. And if you want to come around and take accountability of your actions and say, I'm really sorry for the way I spoke to you, let me show you that I'm a good friend, I'm all for second chances. Oh, I love that. I love that. I was going to mention boundaries. You and I have phenomenal boundaries with each other. We really do. Um, I also, because of just the way that I grew up, I was like, I used to be very anxious attachment in my friendships, not in relationships, but in my friendships, because I knew relationships were a little bit different. In friendships, like, I have, I think I have a fear of abandonment. You do a little bit. Have you noticed? You know, I only noticed that recently, and I don't know why. No, I don't think anybody left me. We all do. I just, yeah, I just, I'm always afraid that, you know, when I was younger, I'd be so scared that like one falling out would mean that somebody didn't want to be my friend anymore. And it's, it's hard because I'm not like that. I can get over a fight. I can recover. And a lot of the times it felt like other people weren't like that, you know? Yeah. I think it, I know we don't like to go deep, but. I, I I feel like I'm like that with you sometimes, too. I'm like, I, I don't want to disappoint people. And I think that goes back to, like, when we were kids. Like, you, I'm sure you had somebody not be so good to you as a kid. Yeah. You know? I'm definitely like that with you. I have fear of abandonment in the sense that, like, I just... in the be- I remember in the beginning of our friendship, I was a little bit, like... I would avoid conflict, not that we like fight by any means. We literally never have problems. So like I would avoid even speaking my mind because I was I just didn't want to lose you and I didn't know what type of person you were. And then eventually over time I saw that like, no, this girl is solid, we're solid. And it's weird because I there's 
you people usually don't think this way about friendships you because it's kind of weird to like be afraid to lose a friend it's not it's like that's not your boyfriend like why it shouldn't be like that but it is and it's like that for a lot of people people feel left out people feel ignored abandoned like speak on that people can be a little weird with you and i think it's because you are so solid in yourself and so secure and so giving and so you just don't the thing about you is you don't have a jealousy bone. Truly, you don't. I mean, and that's why I love you so much because you don't have that sort of ego. Most people do, unfortunately, you know, and yeah. you just are like, and I think sometimes like people want to get that out of you in a way. I've noticed that with people in you. Do you know what I think it is? I don't even know if I'm going to keep this in, but you know what I've noticed a lot is because I'm really like, I'm very validating as a friend and really like yes you I'm are. I'm just like I'll be there especially when I love someone like I'll I put them on a pedestal and like you will be like my world in a lot of ways like I love people when I love you I love if you're you you're in Angela's world I just I love people so much and the second that do. they it's almost like a control thing the second I put up a boundary people feel like they're losing control and they don't like that Mm -hmm. and that's the case in a lot of situations for a lot of people and that's why like conflict will arise they'll be like excuse me like you uh, you've never you know like you're putting up a boundary who do you think you are you've really taught me boundaries i love boundaries i think it is so oh i think it is so good and i used to be like no that's mean like we shouldn't do no, it's crucial. If you, if you don't have boundaries, you will get walked all over your whole life. You have to have boundaries. I have really, I'm like the boundary queen now. I really have strict boundaries with people. Whenever I feel some weird energy from someone, I'm like, if you're not a 100% supporter, you're a 100% hater. Like, I don't, I can't, I, you will no. not, you won't be around me. No. I don't want that energy around me. I can see through it. It's not good. You have to be, you really have to be careful with yeah. people. You really do. Yeah. So there's, it's, it's, it's like a, you have to pray so much. This is my favorite thing. Mm. In conflict with friends or, because people ask questions, what do you do when you're being left out? What do you do when people aren't you know your friends doesn't want to be your friend anymore this or that pray about it pray about it pray about the conflict bring invite the holy spirit into your situation and he will one either make it better and bring reconciliation or he will put it on your heart that it's time to walk away i think that's the answer i wish i knew this when i was younger i always felt left out as a kid like with with friends and stuff yeah. like i went th- i mean that's what we go through everybody as, as does kids. yeah But I wish I knew when I was younger to like really ask God and pray because, you know, with everything now, I even with how I found Angela, I know it was because I prayed on it. Mm -hmm. Everything I prayed, I asked. It was literally her. And so I know it sounds I don't know. I just when you want friendships, really pray on it. Yeah. The best thing. And the thing, too. A lot of the time in friendships, I think people, and it's so sad, and it's it's a really sad reality, and that's why you have to pray and, and ask God to bring the right people into your life, because the truth is that a lot of people love you when you're down. Mm. That's oh, the yeah. truth. People love you when you're down. They want to be there for you because it's like, oh, poor thing, like, I'll, I'll be there. The second you start getting better, 
the second you start coming up, it's hard for people. And the sad thing is, it's like, you know, you can look down on those people, but it's a very normal human emotion. Um, but that's the truth. Some people will love you when you're down and some people won't want to see you do well. So you just have to really be careful. And you, you can't have those people around you because it will suck the life out of you. It'll keep you down and, and you have to really be careful. It's funny that you mentioned that because the couple of friends that were the closest to my heart actually are not in my life anymore because wow. of that. Yeah. And um, you have to be careful with those those people. You don't leave people's side, but people like that you have to be careful with. Yeah. Yeah. Jealousy is, again, we've talked about it before, but it's a human emotion. It happens. Jealousy is normal. Projecting your jealousy and insecurity on other people is where the problem lies. You can feel that jealousy, internalize it, and then go pray about it and be like, God, take this jealousy out of my heart. Put, replace it with gratitude for where I am and, and may I be inspired by their success or whatever and take away the jealousy. But to sit there and project your jealousy onto people is really low it is and that's i i encourage if anyone's going through that right now it's okay we yeah. all go through that but as long as you can really see what's going on in your heart and just pray that he works on that and get some help it's jealousy is 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 uh, it's it's evil it's so it's from evil the enemy it will it ruins families it ruins brothers yes. and sisters and long lines of family like it really it's so evil you're so right you know what else i'll say about friendship you really and i i don't know if i said this earlier but you really know who if someone's your real friend in in a crisis i yeah. this past year I can't even tell you I really now know who my real friends are like when you're down and out I went through a th I went through something that was so difficult for me that I don't even know how my friends stuck by me <laughs> but they when I tell you my fr I don't I Going through a crisis could have been had to be the best thing for me because the way I value my friends yeah. now, they are my angels, my world, my treasures. And, and now, like, even if I'm in a relationship, because sometimes it can be really hard when yeah. you're in a relationship, you sort of forget forget your friends. Yeah. Guys, your gr girlfriends are the greatest gifts you can ever have. And so when they're there for you through the, those bad times and the ones that don't leave your side so true mm. i was gonna say back to what you said about you know you what did you say you because you when went it, through a lot yeah. and and you and your friends were there for you and you what you said and there, so, and there were time there were moments that they you don't even know how they handled how you, they handled me well i will say about are you just what i said about projecting onto people you and i've told you from the very beginning you have something are where you are able to you could be going through the worst thing in the world but people are attracted to you and want to help you in those situations. And you are, I told you this morning, you could never annoy me because you don't project your stuff onto other people. You can come into my house with the heaviest, hardest energy and you're going through so much. And if it was somebody else, it would have drained me. I don't get drained from you because mm -hmm. you don't project it. Yeah, It's incredible. And you need to tell people how to do that. 
I mean, what about when I'm when I'm dwelling? I you don't you don't annoy me. You <laughs> don't. It because, doesn't feel like too that's much. That's because we love each other so much. And but there have been, trust me, I've lost a couple friends because, but that they weren't. But that's what I mean. Like, again, I'm gonna keep saying this: the the, the women that are supposed to stay in your life let, will be like Angela and will look at you with such grace and be like, "You don't annoy me. I love you. I will stay by you." That's because you're my real friend. Not everyone feels that way, though. I, you know, what I dealt with this this past year. When Ari does it, when you you could literally like, I don't know, like do a jumping jack, and I'd be like, "That's my girl, <laughs> love her." Like I'm just so proud of you I'm for so everything. Proud of you. It's but the, I don't know. You've taught me everything. You've taught me everything. You've taught me so much. You have the best people skills. You have the oh, best, I do. You have the best. Uh, you should teach a master class on how you to know, work a oh, room, no, sister. No, no, oh, no, no. <laughs> have you seen my videos on Instagram? How she walks in a room. I can't. <sighs> um. Can I, I read some scripture on Yeah, please. Go yes, ahead. read scripture. <laughs> what were you going to say? Yes, read scripture. Let's read a little scripture on friendship, right? It's 1 Thessalonians 5.11. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just, in fact, at, just as, in fact, you are doing. 1 Corinthians 15.33. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, e- Ecclesiastes. <laughs> Don't laugh. Ecle- yeah, Ecclesiastes, okay, okay. four ten. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. That should be your life verse. What? You always pick people up. I love you. Last one. Proverbs sixteen twenty eight. A perverse person stirs up conflict, and a gossip separates close friends. We didn't get to our questions, but we had we probably had more questions on this than anything ever. What we're gonna do is we are going to go on live maybe Saturday and answer the questions. And answer the questions. Well, tell us what you guys think. By the way, GGB baptism, I'm not telling you it's going to be soon. We're not telling you when, but we're saying we are talking about it. We're thinking about it. And we want to put some cool, 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 cool thing together. Okay. You know, okay. Okay. Uh, we'll answer the <laughs> questions on live maybe this weekend. Stay in the Bible. Read the word. Jesus loves you so much. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he turn his face towards you and give you peace, joy, love, positivity, and happiness all the days of your lives. May Jesus be with you every moment of your day. We love you. In Jesus' name, we love you guys so much. God bless you God guys. God bless you. Should we do our-